It's the big buck with the latest of the canines. The big buck, all the doggiest of headlines. With your host, Dara, Millie, Roxy, and Bruno. They're the kind of dogs that you know. It's time to talk about health, nutrition, training. Talk with canine professionals, owners, and dogs. It's the big buck, the big buck, all the canine stories for you. Hello and a huge welcome to the Big Bear Podcast. And this is season four of the Big Bear Podcast. That We've been off the air for quite a while now, but we're back. Uh, let's start with the basics. First of all, if you haven't tuned in to the show before, you are very, very welcome. I'm your host, Dara Burke, and I am joined with my canine co-host, Bruno Millie, and introducing Roxy. I'll talk a bit more about Roxy later on because previously it used to only be myself, Bruno and Millie. And at the moment, none of them are actually here in the house this morning because they are next door with my dad, keeping him company. And they'll be tired after the early morning walkies that they had with me down in the fantastic, beautiful University of Limerick where Bruno and Millie meet all their pals and Roxy is making friends with other doggies down there every time that she goes down, which is great to actually see her being a sociable little puppy. But again, we're going to talk a bit more about Bruno, Millie and Roxy, give you a bit of background on them, just in a small while. And I'm sure, you know, we'll tell you all about them. Well, you probably know all about Bruno and Millie, but I'll give you, for the people who don't, I'll give you a bit of background on them as well. Uh, okay, so if you have tuned into the show before and been a regular listener, thank you for joining us once again. We've been off the air now for quite a while. It's been a number of months. Our uh, last episode was October 31st, which was our Halloween special. And we did a big spooky, spooky, spooktacular back then. And got a great old, uh, great old buzz to that there. And, okay, so what's going to be happening this season? Right, well, I'm going to start off by giving you kind of an oversight why we've been back, or why we've been off the air for so long. Uh, okay, so I'll be giving you a full, full kind of, my own story, I suppose, later on in the show as to why we were off the air. But we were meant to be doing a Christmas episode in December. What happened was the end of the official season last year was always set to be the Halloween special, with a one-off Christmas special then to be aired in December. Now, that didn't happen, unfortunately. I suppose for a couple of reasons. First of all, we were focused on the calendars, Christmas cards, the charity campaign that we were running at the time. And the raffle, everything that we were, that was going on. Then, unfortunately, in mid-December, on the night of the 13th of December, morning of the 14th of December, tragedy really just, I suppose, struck in my household. Um, you would have often heard me mention my older brother, Shane. And I've mentioned him 
a number of times in previous seasons how his bond stare with the dogs with Bruno Milley was really strong and how they loved him so much. My brother passed away on the night of and the morning of the 14th of December very suddenly. And I'll be honest with you, it turned our entire world just, it turned it upside down, completely upside down. So, I think it's taken me till now, and today is the 3rd of July, it's taken me really till now to, I suppose, get the motivation to come back to doing the podcast. I just, look, for months and months, I didn't have any motivation there. I just barely, do, do, like there were days I barely had the motivation to even work. And there were days I just, I suppose I got myself into a really bad place. But that's also something I will be talking a lot about that later on. Because what today's show is going to really be about is focusing on my own story. And how my Dogs, how Bruno and Millie, especially in the months after Shane's passing, and now Roxy, how they are such huge benefit to my mental health. And this season itself is going to take, I suppose, a real look at how dogs benefit our wellness. They benefit our physical health, our mental health. We're going to be looking at how dogs benefit us quite a lot and very, very heavily in this season from many different angles. We're going to be talking to pet professionals. We're going to be talking to other dog owners. We're going to be talking to the likes of vets, uh, trainers, dog business owners. And we're going to be hearing their stories as well. We're not just going to be talking about how or what they actually do in their business, or, like, we're not just going to be talking training tips, we're not just going to be talking uh, different veterinary issues. We're still going to be covering all that. But we're also going to be looking at how dogs really benefit us as people, and how we benefit them. How we help our dogs. How dogs help each other. And that's something that we're really going to be taking a deep look at over the course of this season. Now, there's a lot more coming up this season too. So it's not just all going to be a lot of, um, I suppose, mental health stories. It's going to be, we're going to be having our regular segments back. We're going to be talking about training tips. We're going to be talking about nutrition. We're going to be talking about animal health issues. We want as many of you doggy owners out there to be writing interest, to be messaging interest. Take part in our polls on Spotify. I don't know, can you do polls on iTunes yet? I haven't tried it, but take part in our polls, our Q&As on Spotify. We want people to be taking part and to be getting active with us in this podcast. Because after all, this show is for you, the dog owners. That's why we do this. We don't do this to make a buckload of money. We do this for you. We do this to provide 
great tips, great advice. We do this to provide, I suppose, educational insight, which is something that we're going to be really focusing on this year too. We're going to be looking at a lot of different research papers that have been done by leading universities across the world. We're going to be looking in-depth at those. For example, we'll be talking in the next couple of weeks, circling back to the pandemic and how dogs mitigated the negative effects of the pandemic. And Queen's University Belfast have led a paper on that recently in conjunction with a number of other universities across Europe. But we'll be talking to one of the co-authors of that in the next couple of weeks, which we're really looking forward to. And just finding out what the study was about and what the study actually concluded as well. So we're going to be looking at a lot of research-based topics this year. And it's something that we haven't really done in the past, but something I've said I've wanted to do. Um, Okay, so like I said, the mental health stuff, we'll be talking a lot about that. We'll be talking about how your dogs are a great benefit for your health, how your benefit for their health. And how you can look after their health as well. We'll be bringing our regular vets to be chatting about different doggy health topics and stuff there as well. How we can be, how we can help their health, not just their physical health, but their mental health as well, and uh, just their overall well-being. Last year, with one of our uh, sponsors, actually, we're our main uh, health hub sponsor, Treehe Vets. We covered a lot of different topics, so we covered things like obesity. Uh, we covered, like, just, I suppose, eye health, ear health. We covered, oh, we covered, like, pyrometria. We covered different ailments. Covered quite a lot of different topics with both Ashley and Siobhan in Treaty Vets last year. And we're going to be having Treaty Vets back on because people enjoyed what they talked about. We talked a lot with uh, with Samantha Rawson from the Canaan College last year. And Samantha gave amazing training tips and advice to our listeners from, especially in the later episodes of last season, what Samantha actually did was we worked kind of from bringing your puppy home to bring it like the whole way up to when your dog becomes, I suppose, an adult. So all the different training things that you need to do, what you need to do to get your puppy, to get ready for your puppy, to how to house train your puppy, and so on and so forth. So we're going to be hopefully having Samantha back on as well. We will be meeting other like professionals too, so we will be hopefully along the way having guest spots with other vets and other trainers, and like that's all to be nailed down yet, but. Just to give you an idea of what's happening then, like we're all we're all the above. And I suppose just how we're going to take the show forward is we want to have a real fun element to the show. We've always wanted that. But we can't ignore in recent years, we can't ignore the level of cruelty that has taken place in Ireland. Now, when I set up the podcast. When I set up the Big Bark. And believe it or not, the Big Bad Podcast was initially known as the Back in Mad Podcast. And like it kind of suits me because I am a bit uh, cuckoo and back in mad, as people will call me. Like, that's actually the way some people describe me. So that's kind of where the name came from. 
But the big bark, as we rebranded and as we grew, the big bark became, I suppose, known to so many dog owners as a real, a great source of positive information, helpful information. But the one thing I have had said to me, and it's not a criticism from people, and I don't take it that way, uh, I suppose a constructive criticism at the, I suppose, on a, if you want to look at it that way, is that we never covered the cruelty cases. Now, we covered in depth last year the case of Donald Rogers, who has sadly passed away since then, and his long legal battle to prevent his beloved dog at the time, Kim, from being put to sleep for allegedly buying that woman from Clarmel. Now, we're not going to go into that again, but we covered that in depth last year. We cover quite a lot in in recent years. We do interviews with different, I suppose, animal rescues, and we've done a lot of work with animal rescues in the past. But the one thing that I've never, I suppose, done is to talk about the horrible, cruel cases. And there was a reason for that, because I wanted to keep this an upbeat, happy podcast. Now, I suppose the way I look back at it now is, I suppose, I've been kind of like not using this show as a proper voice. And I've decided that, like, going forward, I'm not, like, I am going to be covering all the happy news as well. Of course I am. Unfortunately, I have to cover what then, I suppose, the cruel cases are going on outside there. Because the animals need a voice. Dogs need a voice. This show is going to be not just the voice of dog owners, but the voice of dogs as well. And that's what I want going forward. I want to be able to highlight these cases. I want to be sure that the people who are responsible for the cruelty, that somebody starts to hold them accountable. Because right now, I'm going to say it straight out, our justice system is not doing that. You hear these puppy farmers around Ireland and are not doing, they're not, the judges are not giving animals justice. To them, a dog is a dog. And that's what our justice system sees animals as. They see them as property and nothing more. Animals in this country, in Ireland, do not have proper rights. And that's something that has to change. And I know that there have been numerous people who have been campaigning for change. Many animal rescues around Ireland, probably all animal rescues around Ireland, have been campaigning for change. Uh Tim Kirby from PetBond.ie is one of the leading campaigners for change to animal legislation in Ireland. And fair play to Tim, who has been a guest many times on our show in the past. And we do hope to have Tim on again in the future as well to chat more about what he's doing in his campaign with PetBond to help protect animals and to help drive out and stamp out puppy farms. Because they are the source I suppose of a lot of problems, a lot of health problems that occur with young puppies and they they don't do, I suppose, anything good for the legitimate and the good breeders in Ireland either. Like, there's plenty of amazing breeders out there and including the wonderful people who we got uh, Roxy from 
they were wonderful, wonderful breeders. And I'll talk a small bit more about that in a, in a, in a small little bit. So that's kind of a lot of what's to come in the season. Uh, like I said, we'll be having our happy news. We're going to be meeting with lots of dog owners because the pandemic is over. COVID is gone. Now, well, look, I had COVID like last November and it was the suckiest thing that I've ever had in my life. It was horrible and I won't wish on anyone. COVID was a horrible, horrible time for our mental health, for our well-being, for our physical health, for just for everything. Like It was a horrible time because our freedom was taken away as well. We weren't able to go more than two kilometers from our house at one stage. And I know plenty of people who ignore that. And that's their, that's their choice. Um, <clears throat> now that COVID is done with and bye-bye, I want to actually stop with the Zoom stuff. Because that's all, that's the only way I've been able to talk to people in the last number, in the last couple of years, was by Zoom. And I want to actually start getting out there and meeting dog owners again, chatting to them about their dogs. Because not only is this show going to be a, I suppose, a educational outlet, it's going to be, hopefully for me as well, because I'm gone so, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Jeez, I'm gone, like, terrible for trying to meet people like the level of anxiety that I have had since I suppose restrictions started lift that I only know that really when restrictions start lift at times it's like unbearable and I'm just I get anxious in situations when there's a lot of people around and now I'm just decided I have to set me new people and I have to start meeting, like, obviously because I love dogs, dog owners are a great kind of type of people to meet. So that's what we're looking at going forward. Now, uh, today's show, as I said, this is a real personal story that I will be talking about today. I will be telling you how my own dogs have helped me. And I'll be honest with you, there's very few people who have helped me. The one person that I do want to say that has helped me more than anyone in this world is Jen, my partner, my fiancé, the love of my life. And I will be hopelessly lost without her and I want everyone to know that because she has done so much for me to help me through these last six months and I hope I have helped her in many ways as well I hope I haven't been too much of a grumpy a, a, a grumpy beep won't go with that second word but she has helped me so much and you know, this is going. This show today, this episode, will be talking about how not only Jen has helped me so much, but how Bruno and Millie helped me, and how I suppose I helped them, and how Jen helped them, and how Dave helped my dad and my sister. How we've all been helped 
by our dogs and how we've helped each other through this last six months because by God it has been hard but having our dogs there having Bruno and Millie there and now having Roxy there has been just so so helpful speaking of Roxy so Roxy 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 I'm gonna say this to you lads uh, Roxy Roxy's a handful it was about look we had been talking about it for a long time was that, Jen, we were talking about getting another puppy we had said it for a long time that we wanted another golden lab puppy now look I know that there are going to be people who are straight away on the defence telling me adopt don't shop now I'm all for that lads I really am I'm all for Adopting before buying. But we wanted a puppy and we checked it out. We went to a very good breeder. We went to, we got, like, we did all our homework. We met with the owners. We met with, like, we saw, we met the dog's mother. We met all, like, so many other dogs that were on the property at the time. And I know people are going to be like, oh, you should have gone to a sanctuary first. Fair enough, I, I I won't argue against your point, but where I live, my house has, is two, I suppose, a small little enclosed garden, but then there's an open garden which leads into my uh, father's house next door. The fencing along the front of that garden is the timber fencing, and it's wide open into the field at the back. Now, in order for me to potentially even pass a home check by any animal sanctuary whatsoever, I would have had to upgrade all the fencing, everything in my home, around the lawn, even build the walls higher, which would have cost the bones of three or four thousand euro. I priced it all. And I'm sorry, but that was just not financially viable for me. I would love to give uh dog from a shelter a second chance in life i really really would trust me but even though we didn't actually adopt roxy and we purchased roxy from a wonderful wonderful breeders up in Roscoe county tipperary and we cannot thank them much for enough for like everything that they've done for us like For me, I do so much work myself for animal charities in other ways. And if you've been a listener and tuned in regularly to the podcast, you will know that because over the last four years since the podcast has started, the Big Back has raised over 10,000 euro for different animal charities all throughout Ireland. So, like, before Christmas, we had our charity calendar. Unfortunately... This was one of those years where we did not make any financial success on the calendars. For the simple reason, we were left with a lot of them left over and the printing costs were through the roof. And look, I'll be honest with you, I just, I can't afford to cover the printing costs so they do come out of the actual price of the calendars. That's changing this year. 
Before I jump into Roxy's story, I just want to let you know that is actually changing this year. So we will need to probably increase the price of the candles somewhat this year, which I don't want to do. I want to make them affordable for everyone. But we're also getting sponsors behind us to cover the printing of the calendar this year so that we can ensure that everything does go to the animal charities that we will work with this year as well. Now, that's going to all be talked about in a much later episode, probably sometime around late August, early September. We'll be giving you all the details about that. And we'll have everything arranged, everything put in place, so that we can make a nice, nice profit on these candles this year for our wonderful charity partner that we're going to be choosing and letting you know later in the year. So, that's all I'm going to say about that now. And I suppose let's go back, and I suppose before I move on to my own personal story, let's talk about our lovely, lovely Roxy. Oh, a challenge. And I will say this. Anybody thinking of getting a puppy? I hope you're not attached to things in your house. And I hope you're not attached to socks. Uh, newspapers? Pff, don't even bother buying them to read anymore. Just get the free ones. Uh, if you have anything on the kitchen table, take it away. I'll put it on a higher kitchen table. She is... A wonderful pup, but she is such, such hard, hard work. And, you know, training her, house training her has been such a challenge. And it actually was, there was something. I had to go back and listen to the episodes of Samantha's segments from last season to be like, okay, what does Samantha say about this? And listen to other trainers we've had on the past. See, was there any different, any advice that I could take that would actually help me with all that? Now, okay, I'm skipping ahead there a bit, but let's go back to mid-May. When something Jen, we had decided months and months ago that we wanted to get another puppy. We wanted to get a lovely little golden lap. And... We wanted to bring some life into the house because since my brother passed away, I really noticed with Bruno and Millie that they were were very down themselves. And I will be talking a bit more about that again later on in my own story to kind of give you an idea of what happened there. But that's, that's a later on thing. I won't go into much on that for now. But we wanted to bring some life into the house. We wanted to bring, I suppose, some energy. So, myself and Jen, we went off, we went on to Dogs.ie, which, by the way, if you're using a site like Dogs.ie, it's a great site, it's a wonderful site, but do your homework. Dogs.ie give wonderful advice, great advice, to loads of tips on what you should do if you're looking to purchase a dog. Also, sites like Pepon.ie, check them out. Because Pepon work with a lot of reputable breeders as well. So find yourself a reputable, a good breeder. That word is hard to say in this sort of one. Find yourself a great breeder. One who's responsible. 
make sure you're not walking into a puppy farm. Make sure that you meet the mother of the doggy. If you can, meet the father of the dog too. That might not be possible a lot of times because you do find that, like, could be a neighbor's dog that like uh, went all giggity giggity on the like uh, on the actual mother doggy, and you know like went to you know what they call it pound town is it? Uh, not to be crude or anything, but they want to do a doggy style, so someone let the dogs out anyway. And just make sure that you know what you're getting yourself into when you're buying a dog make sure that you're if you have any suspicions or any doubts walk away you probably hate doing it to leave dogs in that kind of a case and a lot of people will buy dogs because they see the condition they're in and they want to get them out of that but you are, if you're doing that you're fueling you are fueling more of that for that breeder to continue keeping dogs in that condition you're fueling that you're not call, you're not creating a solution to the problem so just be sure you're walk if you're dealing with a breeder that you are dealing with a good breeder a responsible breeder and just you'll know you will know when you get there you will know if it's a good breeder you'll know if it's a responsible breeder if, and if they tell you to meet you on the side of the road it's like uh, Siobhan now which in our case we were very lucky that it didn't happen we were very lucky that we went we drove to Rasquay and by the way, Tipperary County Council, uh, this is for you. Uh, your roads are shite when you come off the motorway into Rosquay. Terrible roads, terrible roads. You could drive a rally up there, I'd say, lads. And probably the rally drivers would still get lost. But we were so lucky. We got to meet the owners and we were... We arrived at this lovely little cottage and the owner came out to meet us. Lovely, lovely, lovely lady. I won't mention any names here now. I don't want to be doing that. But, and straight into the front lawn and these two beautiful little golden laps. Straight away, I knew in my heart one of them was coming home with us. And if I had a big enough checkbook at the time, both of them were coming home with us. Because like, just, it was one thing I hated separating the two of them. I really, really hated it. Because you're leaving one behind. I was like, oh, don't leave me behind. We spent over an hour there that evening trying to decide. But I think we knew it was the girl that we wanted. We wanted the little girl. The mother was around three years old. And she was the most playful thing going. She was so friendly, so energetic. And at one stage, I was just like, it's something I do with Bruno Millie here all along. I like rub a certain spot just above their tail. And it was like a switch went off in her. She just went into a ball of energy and just started flying around the lawn and 100 miles an hour with her two pups. So that evening, I know, we came away with Roxy. Now, she wasn't called Roxy at that time. We had to choose the name on the way back for her. She didn't. She wasn't actually named. Um, but we just fell in love with her. With her, like I suppose, how she was cuddling us and just so friendly, so just lovable. The other little guy was so lovable as well, and I do believe he's gone to a great home since then. So he's um. 
he's well looked after as well. And all the other dogs, they had another tree. They all went to lovely homes as well. All like close enough neighbours. And hopefully someday we'll take Roxy back there to, not to leave it, I don't worry, take her back to meet them again. Because I'd say they'd be very happy to see her again. Now, okay. Anyway, uh, let's see. What, uh, okay, so we brought Roxy home. And on the way home, we gave her the name Roxy. I'm not exactly sure where that came from. It was Jen that picked the name. And I thought it was, yeah, let's go with Roxy. Roxy slept the whole way home in the car. And she slept all that night in her little bed. By the way, always make sure that you have stuff for like bed, collar, lead, all that kind of stuff. Well, the next day, uh, we start to see um, crazy Roxy. By God, was she crazy. And by God, has she been crazy since then. So let me give you a little insight of what Roxy has been up to. So, okay. Uh... So, Roxy is a hole digger. I am convinced she is burying a, uh, digging a hole big enough to bury me in. I think that is her lifelong goal. Either that or she's trying to get to Australia down to my sister Jill, where Jill is based. So, it could be that too. We're still not sure, but it's the same hole that she's digging the whole time. And she's gone about three or four feet down now. So I'm, well, not three or four feet, maybe, ah, two feet, maybe. Well, she's got, yeah, I I don't know how feet measure because I'm looking at my own for here and yeah, I suppose about two feet down. Um, She loves to dig holes and the same hole won't weed the rest of the garden for me despite the fact I'm trying to train her to be a little gardener because I hate weeding the garden. I just, I don't like it. It sucks. It's a boring job. I'll never be a gardener. I put down a flower bed one year and again, and I said never again because I didn't realize you actually have to weed it afterwards. Nobody tell, tells me that. So Roxy is keeping the same area weeded, just one hole. Took herself, Bruno and Millie, quite a few weeks to bond. But now, like Millie kind of ignores other dogs in her. Millie do- isn't a big, like... I suppose, a big doggy, doggy dog. She likes humans. She loves, Millie now is the kind of dog that you go down to UL and you're looking around, you have Millie off lead. You're looking around, where's Millie gone? And this is a true story about, I'd say it was about three, four months ago. Monster Rugby, if anyone is interested, always trained during the day on the North Campus of UL. And Millie is loved by the entire Monster Rugby team. Millie walked into the pitch one day. Dad was looking for her. Like, some of the lads, like the lads like Paul and Jerry and the likes of Alex and Dermot, all the lads that we'd meet on a regular basis, and John, and who all have, like, dog? most of them have dogs with them as well. Or they'd walk, they'd all walk together. Dad was talking away to them. And they're like, Where, where's, didn't you have two dogs with you? Where's Millie? And there they look inside in the middle of the rugby pitch, in the 4G pitch. And there's Millie in the middle of all the months of rugby players on her belly, getting her belly rubbed and scratched. So, 
I think Millie wants a bag herself for a rugby player at some stage. Uh, Graham Rountree loves Millie, the rugby coach. He loves Millie. And he has often said that he would take Millie home with, her, with him. Um, I think was it, who else? CJ Stander when he, uh, used to be like one of Millie's favourite players too. Used to always begin rubs off CJ. Uh, Peter Mahoney, they all love Millie. Like they just, like, they all just <laughs> love Robin Hart. And I think they'd all take her home like. Uh, so, yeah. That's Millie, and if like Millie is a she's a, all about people, whereas Bruno loves to play with other dogs. And what's interesting is Roxy is kind of like a combination. Roxy loves both. Roxy loves playing with other dogs, but also loves getting involved with people. So I think Roxy, when she's eventually off lead, because right now she's on lead, because I wouldn't trust her to not come back to me. Because she's a little devil. Roxy will be the same. She'll be inside there trying to get all the ropes off the monster players. and But she'll also be like jumping on top of all the dogs. And, you know, like, she gets along great with Bruno then. They didn't get along at first. Bruno, I suppose, resented her first. And Bruno. He's such a lovable pet. Bruno was going through his own trauma. You know, now, about five weeks on, five, six weeks on, they're the best of friends. Now, when I say best of friends, they literally kick the crap over each other outside in the back. They pin each other to the ground. They be play by him for about an hour at a time. But they get on now like a house on fire. And she's really helped to kind of, I suppose, bring back his puppy self to him. And I've definitely noticed that in, like, the last few weeks. So that's kind of pretty much all about Roxy, except for one last thing that I do want to say. I suppose, like, you know, Roxy, uh, Bruno and Millie, the three of them, they were staying with Dad there last week. Because myself and Jen went off to Westport. And, you know, Westport is a very special place for me and Jen. Because if anybody remembers, something amazing happened there last year. Which I'm going to talk about again in a second. And just give you a mind of it. So... Roxy was staying with Dad last Monday and Tuesday night at the end of June. And you would expect at the end of June for the weather to be fantastic, beautiful. Sun spill in the sky. Apparently we had the warmest June on record in Ireland. Find out how to believe with the amount of rain that we've had. Warm rain, that's our summer. Great. Now, on Tuesday night was one of the wettest nights of the year. And then a good a good neighbour of ours was up and helping Dad below in the shed with a few things. Bruno and Millie were lying down the shed with Dad and the neighbour. And Roxy, on the other hand, 
was in and out and in and out every like just like zoomies in and out the door of the shed out into the lawn digging holes in the lawn in the height of that rain trying to you know dig my um i don't know the hole she's going to bury me in and did she come in covered in absolute utter muck apparently i wasn't here for this I would have loved if the security camera had picked it up. But it didn't, unfortunately. Just because of the angle I was at. In and out, in and out, covered in absolute muck. And Dad rang me then later on that night and he told me. And you know, it, it was strange. Like, normally, like I would have expected Dad to be like that little, that little bitch. But he was actually just happy that she was having fun and it was just so fun to see and like it all came off like she she got she got washed. Uh, she got like she got muck. But it all came off easy enough. So that was grand. And you know, it was great for Dad to have him there as well, because Dad took Roxy for a walk as well on the Tuesday. So it was great for him to have them there as well. But yeah, uh if you are thinking again a puppy just make sure you listen to all that because um, they're, they're, they're worth it, but they're hard, hard work. And, you know, it's it's just, it's <laughs> already the bond that's there between Roxy, Bruno, Millie. There was already a bond between Bruno, Millie, me and Jen. But now... Like, Roxy has just come in and made this, like, family. Like, it's like she's made a own little family hall. And she is going to be a very big part of mine and Jen's wedding in two years. As are Bruno and Millie. So, I suppose now it's time to get into my own story. So, we were all getting ready for Christmas at the start of December. And we were looking forward to it. I think for the first time in, I don't know how many years, I was properly looking forward to Christmas. It was nice, because it was a nice feeling that was there. It actually felt like Christmas for once. That all changed. It was on the night of the 14th of December. And, well, the 14th was, the 14th, sorry, was the morning of December, so early morning. The 13th of December, about... Going on 12 o'clock or maybe just after 12 o'clock on the 14th. I heard a knock on my back door. And Jen heard it too and Jen woke up and she was like, there are Shane's calling you. And it was weird because it sounded like Shane at the back door. But... I went out to the back door and there was, I could see no one there. Then a few minutes later I heard banging again and I got up. It wasn't Shane, it was there, it was Dad. 
And Dad says to me, the chain was on the ground and they couldn't get him up. Now, I think, like, the reason I'm telling you all this is because, look, it's known, first of all, already. Um, so I went out to my dad's house next door. And I wasn't prepared for what I was about to see. I saw my brother lying there. And my sister trying to perform CPR on him. And she asked me to take over. And I just, I, I wasn't able to. And I think for me, it was one of the hardest things I've ever had to see. Now I followed in the hours after the ambulance came. They spent close to 40 minutes working, trying to bring Shane back. And my sister Jill had spent probably the bones of 30, 40 minutes as well before that, trying to bring him back. Eventually, a second ambulance arrived too, and to help. And they managed; they got a pulse. They said, and then they took him to the hospital. So we arrived at the hospital. Followed the ambulance back there. We arrived. And it was after three o'clock that they said to us to come in. Then he wasn't coming back to come in and say goodbye. We stayed in the hospital until probably half five that morning. I rang Jen after they told us, and I rang Jen and I told her. He wasn't coming back. And when I went home, around, I suppose, close to 6 a.m., I'd say, 10, 5, 6 o'clock, I came in and I sat on the chair, on the couch. And I started crying. Obviously, Jen came out to me to comfort me. But you know what I found was Bruno came out as well. He just put his head on my lap. And in that moment, he knew, he just knew how I was feeling. Millie came out to me as well then, shortly after. And... All I can say is, like, without Jen and without Bruno and without Millie, I don't know how I ever would have got through that night. Like, it was something that, in times of, I suppose, tragedy and such loss like that night 
was the moment that I saw that not only, like I knew Jen was always there for me, but it was the night I saw that bond that's there between man and dog. And all I could do was wrap my arms around Bruno and Millie as well. And what's strange is in the weeks that followed, in the days that followed, I saw the impact that I had on them too. A couple of days, a day or two after Shane passed away, I had Bruno Millie out with Dad to try and be some sort of company for him. And I was looking for Bruno. I couldn't find him. And I did find him about 10 minutes later. And there he was below in Shane's room. And he's sobbing and crying in a way I never heard of him before. And he knew... He knew Shane was gone. He knew Shane, he knew his body was gone. And Millie knew it too. And I saw how it affected the two of them in the weeks that followed. I suppose then I looked at it and I... I suppose I was so focused on myself as well, trying to get myself through it, trying to get Jen through as well, as my partner, as my love. And I was also trying to get them through it. I was trying to get my dad through it, trying to help Jill through it, trying to just be strong. I know it was so weird. I never would have thought that... I would have seen Bruno like that. In the weeks that followed afterwards, obviously it was a heart-wrenching Christmas for all of us. In the weeks that followed, I tried so much to help Bruno through it, help Millie through it. In the same way that they were helping me through it, like, we went back walking. Eventually I went back to work. And Bruno and Millie were with me quite a lot. They were there for me. They were there for Dad. And you know, it it was just, it was something I saw. That I noticed, and I'm saying this straight out, People will always say to you, we're here for you if you need us. And there's one thing that I've learned. They are so full of crap. There was about three of my colleagues 
a shout out to pay the respects at the funeral. I'm not mentioning the company name because I'm not going to do that. There was about another, I suppose, a handful of others that actually messaged me to know how I was doing. But a handful of people who actually did give a damn and still give a damn. I can literally count them on one hand. And it's the same with so-called people you call your friends. The ones who are like, you know, the ones who ask me, how am I doing? They're not the people I would have expected to originally. Like, yeah, I have my very close friends. But then you have friends who you imagine down through the years that would have been there for you. And are not. And the funny thing is that, like, like I'm going back to this when people say they're there for you. And like I said, a lot of them are just so full of crap. And you have people who say, I know what you're going through, but they don't have a clue. I can say that one person, through it all, has been there for me, and that's Jen. Like I said, started of this, she's been my rock. Obviously, my dad is right next door. But he's going through his own stuff. Who's really been there for me after she passed away? Like I said, it's not people. It was Bruno and Millie. And it's that bond that's there. That bond that is there with man and dog is way more powerful. Way, way more powerful than any human-to-human bond. Unless it's a real close loved one, like what I have with Jen. And like what I have with my family. It's all friendship kind of thing. Like, it's... Do you know... I realised that that very few people have like actually been there. And they're the ones that you would have expected to be there. You would have expected colleagues to be there. You would have expected so-called friends to be there. I don't care that I'm saying this openly because it's my dogs and my fiancé who have been there for me and my family. It's not, it's a handful, and I mean a handful, that I can count on one hand of friends and colleagues. The rest of them can just, as far as I'm concerned, don't want to be an invite to the wind, lads. Tell you that much. So if anyone is expecting an invite, ask yourselves, where were ye when... It was my fiancé and my dogs that were there for me and no one else. Where were you? And like I think like this might sound like I'm being, I don't know, bitter to some people, but I'm not. My point here is 
that for years and years people have underestimated and people have not just underestimated, they've ignored and they've pushed off. How loyal, how amazing, how emotional our dogs are. How the bond that is there, it is stronger than any bond on this planet. The phrase that a man and dog, a dog is a man's best friend. That's not just a phrase, that's fact. Because it's what I experienced. It's what I experienced after Shane passed away. And it's what I still experience to this very day. And you know, they've been there for me and I've been there for them. I've been there for Jen because she has been there for me. And I will always be there for her. And I will always be there for my family. And I will always be there for my dogs. Yeah, dogs might only live a short time of your lives. And they might only be here for a small little part. But we are what? We are their whole lives. We are everything to them. And I suppose what I'm trying to say is that like. Like I said earlier, I'm tired of people saying to me that a dog is a dog. It's not a child. As I said earlier, I'm calling bullshit on that because to me they are my children. And to be quite honest, like, look, they're more than children. They love us despite all of our flaws. They love us despite anything. And by God, I will say it straight out. I have a lot of flaws. I know that. I know I have a lot of, like, things that I need to work through. And I'll do that on my own, in my own time, in my own way. And it doesn't matter what flaws I have. My dogs love me in spite of those flaws. They are just incredible creatures. And yeah, like, you're going to hear a lot over the next, I suppose, over this season. I'm going to be focusing a lot on different bonds that people have with their dogs. And if I have someone on the show who tells me that a dog is a dog... Be prepared to be challenged on that because I will challenge you on it. Anyone who works with dogs, anyone who has a dog. Like anyone who loves their dogs will understand the emotional attachment that's there. And that's something I'm going to be working on over the next number of weeks. I want to tell you my story today for the simple reason... It's an important one to tell. It's an important one to show that Bruno and Millie, the two of them have been there for me through thick and thin. Like, okay, before I wrap up, this time last year, 
if anyone who follows us on Instagram, they will have seen. At this time last year, myself and Jen, we went to up to Westport. Lovely, beautiful little town. And we went out for a few days. We had never actually been there. Now, I'm told I'd been there when I was a child. I cannot, for the life of me, remember that. But Dad tells me I, we, we were there. That we went say it in, like, I don't know, it was his own camping site or something when we were kids. But sure, like, I can barely remember last week. I can actually barely remember... We were in Westport again this week, just gone. And I can barely remember Tuesday morning, or sorry, Monday night, because we had a fair amount of liquor on Monday night. And I couldn't remember that on Tuesday morning, of course. But sure, look, you have to enjoy yourself too. This time last year, we went to Westport. And I had a plan going to Westport. And it's the plan that luckily really worked out. And if anyone, if anyone follows our podcast on Instagram, feel free to look it up, by the way, the Big Bear Podcast on Instagram. If anyone follows that, what they would have seen this time last year, specifically go back, there's a lot of posts there, but go back to the 28th of June last year. And... What you will see, where in God's name is it? Let me see if I can find it. Uh, that's a bit further back. Let's see. Uh, oh, 60 weeks ago. I know I'm just flicking through here now. And I'm going to see if I can find it. Here we go. Uh, so if we go about... It's a pain in the ass with, uh, with Instagram these days. They don't give you the dates. Go back 52 weeks ago on the post. About halfway down there. On the page. Uh, 29th of June, 2022. There I put this up. Now. So. Uh, this time last year, on the 28th of June. We were in Westport. And Jen Hen, I don't. She tells me she had some knowledge of what was happening. And that she had an idea. But. I've been working through, I suppose, just very discreetly, I've been planning with the hotel that we are staying in, the Westport Woods Hotel. And I want to say thank you so much to the Westport Woods Hotel and particularly Kay in the Westport Woods Hotel for all her help last year. And I had rented the hotel a couple of weeks before that. And I shared the story last year. And wanted to find a nice place to, you know, bend down on one knee in the hope that I would actually get back up again because my knees aren't exactly the best at times. Uh, I'm glad I had a rail. I think there was a railing or something nearby. But I wanted to perform suggestion last year on my spot. And I did. And for anyone who wants a know more about that, you can check out our episode from June of last year, which you, I'm just having a look to see what's entitled. I have my laptop here next to me. I should really have all this prepared, to be honest, but let me see. It would have been 
let's see, uh, July, maybe, uh, let's see, July, 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 uh, June, here we go, uh, July, at the very start of July, it is episode 50, it is entitled, Poppy Basics, Balanced Diets, and Amazing Magical Proposal. Now, I'm going to give you a brief recap of that proposal. So, we went out to Bertra Beach, which sits right in front of Crowpatrick, and out in the Clue Bay area of Westport. Beautiful spot. Now, I had, what would you call it? I'd ask Jen to go for a spin. And you know, she should have copped on to that something was up because we actually hadn't had coffee at the stage. And like, we don't go out without drinking coffee. That's like trying to function without air for us. We have to have coffee. What really should have clued her into this was I ironed a shirt. And she has never in her life seen me iron anything. She didn't even know like that I knew how to use an iron, to be honest, because I've never done it. So that should have clued on to the fact that something was up. But anyway, we arrive out to Bartra Beach. It was about a 15-minute drive from the hotel. And we were looking out at the sea. And what was... I... Uh, a rainy, showery morning had stopped raining for a bit. And as we looked out over the bay, I sent two photos to Jen, to her phone. And all I will say is thank God for decent internet these days because otherwise I was screwed. I wouldn't have been able to do it. I sent her two photos to Viber. And they were of our beautiful, beautiful doggies, Bruno and Millie. And each were uh, like sign written out in front of them. And Millie's sign read, We want you to be our mammy forever. We all love you so, so much. And then she swiped to see Bruno's and said, Will you marry our daddy? And you know, I, I can still remember the tears did well up in her eyes. Sorry, Jen, for telling people that. But as she looked down, or as she looked back, I was already down on one knee. And now I was shaking. I was so nervous. I'd never been more nervous doing anything in my life. You'd think, honestly, you waffling on on a podcast that I'd be, like, used to not be nervous. But I was so nervous. And I asked her to marry me. And she's still here, so she said yes. She asked me at the time, what would she, what would have done if she hadn't said yes? And so I was like, well, the ocean was right there. I was going to America. But, you know, a year on, we went back there to spend a few days there. And we went back out to Portra. And we looked back on this time last year. And how much has changed in a year? So, so much has changed in the space of a year. This time last year, I would have... I would love more than anything for my brother to be my best man at my wedding. 
and now he's no longer with us. But one thing that hasn't changed is how great our dogs have been. They were fantastic last year when I finally got them to sit still for a freaking foho so that I could take the foho with design. I was planning to do a big different thing on that, by the way, with drone, a drone and like bananas and everything involved, but that didn't exactly work out. Uh, but the proposal, I was told, was perfect. And you know what? It's It's funny to think about it because the proposal was perfect because I always planned on having Bruno and Millie involved in it. For the simple reason that they, to us, are our kids. They are our children. They are everything to us, and we're everything to them. And a year on, that's one thing that hasn't changed. The one thing that has changed is now we have a little brat called Roxy, who is, like I said, a brat... But my God, she is just full of life and she really just, she makes us smile when she's not being an absolute little antichrist or a little devil. But she's worth the work. And she gets, she has brought so much life back to Bruno. The two of them would spend hours and hours just like killing each other upside the back, turning each other upside down, but playing, doing it like in such a happy play way. And like Bruno and Fairness, he would never hurt her. She can get a bit rough at times, but he just turns upside down. Millie is Millie, and Millie's our golden girl. She is our princess. And Roxy has just come in and like been like such a. You know what, a joy, and I can already feel that the bond is there already, not with just me and Roxy, or Roxy and Bruno, or Roxy and Millie, but with Roxy and Jen as well. Like, we just love her, and we love Bruno and Millie so much as well. The love that is there between... Man and dog. Sorry, I can't be gender specific now. This uh, between humans and dogs. There's no bond like it. And for us, they're all going to be involved, very much involved in our wedding. And well. Some people will be like, oh, you can't have a dog at your wedding. To those people, I give the middle finger to. They're going to be involved. And they're going to be a very important part of our lives. Because we are a very important part of their lives. And like, to the people who say a dog is just a dog. A prick is just a prick. That's what I say. I hope I don't get banned off Spotify. People are going to complain about that, but I don't care. You know what? It's been a long episode. But it's one, I suppose, that I wanted to talk about because 
I also wanted to give people an insight of why we haven't been back on air. It's been a tough, tough six months. We were hoping to do that Christmas special. We were hoping to do the raffle and everything live back then. We did the raffle in April. We know for the winners, prize and all have been sent out, so people are happy about that. We will be doing the calendars again this year because they were so popular. Unfortunately, we were left with quite a lot of those left though uh, that we didn't sell. So that did impact things a lot. But at the time, it just it, it didn't exactly matter to us because there was so much other stuff going on. Now, if anybody, for the second part of the year, since half the year's gone, if anybody didn't get a chance to get a calendar at the time, didn't get a chance to buy a calendar, I'm not going to be selling them, but if anyone, especially in the Limerick region, because that's where I'm based, if anyone would like a calendar, let me know, I'll drop one to you. Because we, I have about, I'd say about 30 or 40 left. So if anyone wants that, just reach out to me on Instagram, because it's more to say, getting the word out. Then people know what the calendar's about, and hopefully, when we do go back to making them in September, we'll be starting in September this time around, we will be doing things a bit differently, which I'll be explaining uh, due course, but we will be getting sponsors behind the calendar. Uh, we won't be overcrowding the thing with ads, don't worry. We won't be doing that. But we will be getting sponsors behind the calendar to cover the printing costs so that all that there won't be any losses. There won't be any loss whatsoever and there'll only be... I suppose, profit from the calendar, which can go straight to whatever charities that we decide to work with this year. Because that was a big pain in the ass that we actually ended up losing money on the calendars because of, well, look how high the printing costs went. Um, printing costs went sky high. I'll be looking for the printers this year too. If anyone knows or if any, if, we, if there are any people out there who have a printing company, that would like to help out in any way, uh, let us know. We'd be delighted for any support uh, so that we can ensure that all money does go to the charities involved. Um, On that note, what's coming next week? Okay, so we'll be continuing our discussion on mental health. We'll be chatting to a few different dog owners, a few different business owners about how dogs possibly impact our mental health. And we will also be bringing back a, hopefully, doing a bit of training talk. Uh, we'll be doing, we'll be bringing back, uh, like, our health hub. So we'll be chatting about that later on in the week. We'll be confirming everything, probably tomorrow, or maybe later this week. And we will be back next week with a brand new episode. This season is going to be approximately 20 episodes in length. So we will hopefully be wrapping this up around October again and we will be doing a Christmas special this year. Uh, I want to keep going on this and I want to be doing this every week because it's a good thing for me to be doing as well. So, yeah, we will be doing weekly episodes. If anybody wants to get involved and wants to be on the show, uh, email Dara, D-A-R-R-A-G-H, at thebigbark.ie 
uh, pop on to the Big Bad Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and be sure to, well, I'll throw up the Patreon link as well if anyone would like to kind of contribute towards the show. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I hope it didn't make people cry too much because it was a, a hard topic to talk about. But be sure to follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Patreon, follow us on TikTok. And, well, from all of us here, thank you so much for tuning in. And we will be back next week with our regular, I suppose, our regular lineup of guests. And meeting business owners, meeting doggy owners. This is why I want to do this year. I want to make this not just the biggest podcast for dog owners in Ireland, but the biggest in Europe. So, big goals there. Uh, don't know how I can do that, but sure, look, I will figure it out. I want everyone to know, every dog owner in Ireland, especially this year, to know the name, The Big Bark Podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great week. It's the Big Bark with the latest of the canines. The Big Bark, all the doggiest of headlines. With your hosts, Dara, Millie, Roxy and Bruno. They're the kind of dogs that you know. It's time to talk about health, nutrition, training. Talk with canine professionals, owners and dogs. It's the Big Bark, the Big Bark.